This episode of Outlander Cast is brought to you by Minute with Mary. And because you are such a valued, loved listener of Outlander Cast, we want to make sure that this fall you feel even more fabulous than you already are. My best selling product is my mascara at Minute with Mary, and I want to make sure that you get it at a bigger discount as a big thank you for being a listener of Outlandercast. So head on over to minutewithmary.com slash discount for a 15% off discount, my 4D mascara. It's my fault that you're all here. Fighting the dangers to the Carolina wilderness. I hope you don't stay. When this war you tell me about eventually comes, it would be safer in your time. All time must be done. You want to go back, don't you? Our family is here. It's dangerous. Isn't this playing God? <laughs> if I am to keep us safe here, then time, space, History, be damned. Prepared for battle. What are you doing? It's safer in the future. It's time. from Providence, Rhode Island, this is Outlander Cast. It's a podcast all about the show Outlander on Stars. Excited for a new theme, like a brand new updated theme. Do you think they're gonna they're, they're gonna give us a new theme? Well, I mean, with the history of the show, would suggest that well, they're gonna give us one. I don't know. I agree. Like the history of the show, it's a brand new season, um, still the same place. Yep. But I'd be down with them changing the feel. <laughs> Yeah, I I would be down with it too. It'd be interesting to see what they go with. But in the meantime, I still like the the, the theme from season four, um, because you know it's great because the 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 setting for each season when it comes to uh, Outlander has been different pretty much every season, for the most part. We had France, we had Scotland, we had Carolina, we had Jamaica, we had all these different things, and this is the first time that we're kind of going back to the same place, which will. Well, it's 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 an interesting choice. I agree. But in the meantime, who are you? Who am I? Yes, who are you? <laughs> oh, my name is Mary Larson. <laughs> my name is Blake, and I think I'm still coming off of the high of New York Comic Con. Me too. It sounds like all of a sudden. I know, right? Apparently, Mary has no more voice anymore, which is interesting. Uh, today's episode is going to be all about uh, New York Comic Con and breaking down the trailer that was shown at New York. Comic-Con. I think there's a bunch of different feelings about the trailer, at least what I got from a lot of our uh, staff members that were there and uh, clan members that we met up with, by the way, uh, in New York after the panel uh, for Outlander, which was an amazing time. If you were there, thank you. Thank you very much for coming and enjoying uh, Outlander uh, with us and the whole panel and all of the the nerdy stuff that went along with the Outlander panel at New York Comic Con. It was a blast uh, just to sit down, have drinks, and eat eat good bar food and 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 just take shots. And the, the, the bartender there was giving us shots left and right. We were just all drinking bourbon all night. <laughs> it was incredible. It was a good time. It was a really good time. Okay. Uh, so before we get into the rest of the show, I want to remind you that you can find Mary and I at maryandblake.com. All of our podcasts that are happening are there, including the current podcast that we're doing in addition to Outlander Cast, which is This Is Us Too, which is a podcast dedicated to the show This Is Us. You can find all the other shows uh, that we're podcasting about and all the other things that we're blogging about, including The Handmaid's Tale, uh, which is entitled The Handmaid's Diaries. It is a blog that I am writing about my experience with The Handmaid's Tale, which I actually quite enjoy 
writing, by the way. It's a fantastic show. I really enjoy writing about it. And find us all on uh, uh, social media, Mary and Blake, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or uh, Twitter, YouTube. It's everywhere. And thank you, everybody, for subscribing. Thank you for all the reviews. They come in. They keep coming in. They come in left and right. And uh, you blow us away with uh, all of your fine words. But as for now, Mary, are you ready to get into our New York Comic Con experience? Sure And am. everything that we're doing with this trailer? You ready to sure do it? Sure am. Let's do it. So to kick things off, for those of you who didn't know, New York Comic Con happened the first weekend of October in, of course, New York, and so many members of the staff and uh, the cast were there. They were able to be seen and do little interviews and little bits here or there, mm-hmm. creating quite a buzz for Outlander. You know, in the past, Outlander has, and Stars has had a bit, a bit bigger of a presence in some years past, and so we missed having Stars's presence there, but I will tell you that the panel, if you've, or have you ever in Sydney at the panel of everybody that happened at Comic-Con was awesome. I felt like everyone was on their A-game. Everyone was all rested. Everyone was pumped. You know, sometimes when you see panels like this, you can tell that the that the cast is just making the circuit and they're tired. Mm-hmm. You know, they've said the same jokes, the same bits time and time again. And this one, they seem fresh-faced. They seem rip-raring to go. Everyone is in a really good mood for the most part. And uh, it was it was quite awesome to be able to see. And also the host, huge shout-out to the mod, uh, Ginger Z. Mm-hmm. She, you can tell, has a great rapport with the cast and crew and was able to really have a lot of fun with them. Um, she's a super fan as well. So for her to be able to bring out that with the cast was really fun. But to kick things off, we as an entirety got to sit down and watch the trailer for season five. So Blake and I thought that we could go a little bit, bit by bit. Is that what we'd like to do? Or yeah, do, sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, so if if you'd like to pull up the trailer yourself, if you're not driving, feel free to do this. Or if you've already watched it 50 million times. You'll, or you'll or know if you're driving, pull over. Right now, yeah, there stop you go. what you're doing. If you're working out of the gym, stop. <laughs> Get your phone out yes. and pull out. Go out to YouTube and just look up the Outlander Season 5 trailer. You will find it. And then you can watch it along with us. You will hear it here as well as we as we go along with it. And uh, we're going to break it down for you. And what we think and the things... That are uh, that are good about it, that are great, and you know, whatever you know. Yeah. Uh, um, let's uh, let's do this. Let's do this. So we'll hit play, and uh, we'll start it right now. We'll go bit by bit, and then that will be that. If I can get my mouse to work, <laughs> that'll be better. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Yes. It's my fault that you're all here. Plus, fighting the dangers. Sorry, hold on. Sorry. Like 50 okay. shots have gone by. All right, all right here we go. Okay, start so back at the beginning. We're, we're starting back up again. We, okay. of course, have the voiceover coming through of Claire. <clears throat> yep. And, you know, we'll, let's start at the beginning. Here we go. It's my fault that you're all here. <laughs> Can you stop? Okay. The first sound that you hear. <laughs> it's just some, like, it's, lady just yelling. To me, I'm thinking it sounds like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to it again. All right, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) We need to isolate that. (laughs) One more time. That's my fault. Oh, man, that's funny. So that was Bree running towards the cat meowing, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, Check out this coon, coon right here, this skinned raccoon. Oh, yeah, this this is a legitimate. We got some, like, fur trade. Oh, yeah. Um, And then Claire. All the guns. uh, I love her outfit. That coat is incredible. Mm -hmm. And appears that she has some kind of digging device that's next to her. Uh, Maybe a knife of some sort. A musket of sorts. Uh, No, not a musket. That's a handgun. Okay, That's not a musket. Oh, you're right. The behind is the musket. Yeah, some jabroni in the background. So this this probably looks like a trading post, I would imagine. Yeah. that, that, yeah, because it looks like they have a bunch of goods in the yeah. background uh, with the coonskin here hanging I'm right in front of her. I'm down with that assessment. Uh, yeah, okay, good. All right. <laughs> You're all here. Jamie walking, looking very... Oh, look very, at, like, look like, at his like, chin goatee hair oh, thing yeah. going on right Oh, yeah, there. I'm, in on the, I'm in on the chin goatee. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm in on it. I'm totally in Look on it. Look at that like serious face. It's they looking... were like they were like Sam, come around and squint. <laughs> we got uh, a, a Terminator look here again. 
All right, some random dude shooting, and looks like we have Roger on a horse with... He's what, looking very dapper the, on this horse. Yeah, he's looking really good. It looks like it's a natural fit for him. We got a bunch of log carriers in the background. Literally carrying logs. Uh, we're in the woods, and it looks like that they, he, his, his horse might be carrying some kind of flag, it looks like. I'm not sure. Oh, no, that no, was just was a tent. tent. Sorry, it was a tent. Uh, so they're tenting out. Um, you know what I don't want to do? What's that? This. No, no, absolutely not. Don't I'm want all about out. feeding Clarence and hanging out on the ridge. Not about the tent life. So it maybe I wonder if they're tenting because they're running away from something or they're running towards something. Like they they are definitely off Fraser's Ridge here. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if they're waiting for in, like some kind of camping or embattlement of some type. Um, yeah. To the Carolina wilderness. Oh, so Claire, I'm not Claire, uh, Bree and Roger are shooting together, uh, probably hunting, I bet. That's my guess, because it doesn't look like there's too many things going on. It doesn't look that frantic, so they're probably hunting. I hope you don't stay. Okay, so now this was edited to be a little funny here. Claire is saying left and right, um... You know, Claire's it's my fault. Some, yeah. She's speaking to somebody. It's my fault that you guys are here. Um, and, you know, all this unrest in North Carolina and the, all the wilderness and all this stuff. It's my fault. And I hope you don't stay. Now, the way that it's edited, it looks like she's talking to Jamie. That's the way that it looks like. But when you pause the frame, it's clearly Roger. It's clearly Roger. You can see from his hair, his face, the clothing that he wears. And she does have this look of like, I really don't want you to stay. Um, but it's Roger from the back. Hope you don't stay. And it's showing Jamie here and he has this concerned look on him. But his back, the background of what Jamie has edited is different from what Claire is sitting in front of. Claire looks like she's sitting in a cabin. Whereas Jamie looks like, let me see. Hope you don't stay. Jamie looks like he's in some kind of. Uh, it might be in the cabin too. It, he might be there in the conversation, but, but the it's lighting not him. is completely different. The I lighting is completely different, and all they're doing is just trying to tease you because it's not like Jamie now says anything. They're just trying to fake you out, making it look like exactly Claire's right. having this conversation right. with Jamie. Right. And so we show the encampments again. Um, I wonder if this this house that they're building has to do I wonder if this is like the um the rebels um and I wonder if they are part of it if Jamie or if this is like a a militia that Jamie's putting together near his house um something of that nature is probably happening here interesting uh oh where's the pie hussy the t- the town is area okay? is under attack. This probably is the regulators, maybe, if I'm looking closely. But this is definitely the town that they're in. Um, somebody's getting tarred and feathered, it looks like. Oh, good Lord. Is, is it the pie hussy? Which is cool. Definitely not the pie hussy. Good. Is it a male or female? We got something getting... on fire. Yeah, this this is... Getting tarred and feathered is no joke. I don't even know what that means. They, they take hot, hot tar and they Ouch. pour it on you and then they take a bunch of feathers and they put the feathers why on would they do that because that's what they did to people who were loyalists the rebels did that to like loyalists. what is the point of doing this why wouldn't you just hurt somebody why do you put the sticky feathers on them well just to make them look like an a-hole that's Gosh. that's what that's about all right hold on when this war do you tell me oh yeah so that's definitely the regulators because murtaugh is in front of the burning hay the regulators are definitely looking doing at something that to the town. giant chicken of a person yep maybe it eventually comes it would be safer in your time I'll do it. Must be done. Oh, oh, you're missing a okay. lot of things. No, I know, I know. So I was just trying to get through the uh, the, the conversation the conversation here. Hold on. You tell me about it eventually comes. It would be safer in your time. Okay. So ah, uh, so they are definitely at some at some kind of encampment. It's that house that was being built. All of these people are there. I wonder if these people are part of the town and they're protecting them because everyone's looking at Jamie and Claire as they're walking away. Uh, going so what no it's just i know what's going on so it's very interesting to hear you say this because it's very difficult <laughs> oh okay um and the house i wonder if that this is a house that they're building the, like this is their house uh that'd be my guess uh let's see 
Oh, so these are, I bet you these are all the people, uh, these are all the Scottish people, I bet, that are on their farms and, and tilling the farm for them or or on their lands and they're all there. This is the big house that everyone's talking about. This is the one that they're going to live in. Okay. It must be done. You want to go back, don't you? Our family is here. Okay, so uh, Roger is looking a little... He wants to use a real toilet. Maybe watch some TV. Take a shower. Get some microwave popcorn. Netflix and chill. You know, (laughs) I don't blame him. Microwave popcorn, but yes. (laughs) Um, And I can believe this conversation happening between the both of them. They both know that the revolution is coming. They both know that there's going to be some problems. They can sense it. They can feel it already. And Bree's saying, well, our family is here. No matter what, we're here. And... And I love his look that he's giving her right now because he's like, um... Yeah, yeah, I kind of do. Like, should I say yes? Because will I get in trouble if I say yes? I really would love a Boston cream pie right now. (laughs) All right, let's go back. You want to go back, don't you? Okay, so they are hunting of some sort. They're just, they're they're in the woods. What about this nakey shot, though? There's a nakey brie with obviously Roger in the background something is happening between them face. Yeah, she doesn't look too happy she is definitely unhappy uh, this feels to me like she is having dreams of some sort because he's sleeping and so he's relaxed they ain't fighting oh my god this is like typical what's going on right now right they, yeah she's up all night yeah. worrying poor thing yeah and she, he's sleep he's like yeah we're cuddling they I'm probably good. they probably you know what they, they I, oh, here's here's something cool. Yeah. Maybe they try to, you know, maybe they try to, to get it done and she can't. A little rumpy pumpy. And she can't because of what her experience with... Um, um, Bonnet? Uh, Stephen Bonnet. I was thinking Blackjack Randall. But no, it's Stephen Bonnet. And he's like, you know what? It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, I get it. No problem. And... She is up and she's worried and maybe she's having visions of Stephen Bonnet and the whole thing. Yeah, that's where that's probably where I'm at with that. Our family is here. It's dangerous. Isn't this playing God? Oh, now this is a good one. This is a good one. I like this. Yeah. There's a couple of there's a couple of uh, threads here that I like uh, because one, we have Roger saying, let's go back. And whether or not Brie entertains the idea is totally, it's not wholly relevant, but the fact that it is there and it's a debate between the two is good. And the fact that Claire might be backing Roger instead of Brie is also really good because it sets up conflict between Brie and um, and Claire. It sets up conflict between Roger and Brie. And then we also have this other thing where Brie is looking at Claire and saying, isn't this playing God? And it's a natural conflict because Claire has all of this knowledge from the future and medical knowledge. Yep. And how do I protect my own family? Um, part of me wonders if she, in her travels back to the 1700s, took medicine with her and she's going to use medicine to make people feel better that isn't from that time. And I wonder if this is part of it, where she, someone in her family or someone she knows gets sick from this guy who apparently is dead, this this lady here is crying over this dude. And it's it looks like it's in Claire's house in her surgery. Um, and maybe Claire tried to save him, couldn't do it. And maybe one of the people gets sick and she has the medicine to, to fix them and she can't. Or or there's a debate on whether or not she should use it. That is probably what's coming out of this. Interesting. If I am to keep us safe here, then time, space, history, be damned. Okay. Lots of shots. Lots of shots there. Burning, um, burning red coats. Um, and this is what they would do to protest. Um, let's see. We got horses. We got Bree and Roger looking. We got flying away birds. Uh, yep. Bird um, imagery again. Uh, yep. The aviary imagery. Uh, avian imagery. Uh, yeah, this is definitely Claire's surgery in what appears to be her house. There's some dude that's there. I can't see any injuries per se, but he does look sick. Uh, we have Joe Casta wearing this gorgeous 
She's ready to like join the Lord of the Rings. I was going to say the Lord of the Rings of the village. Like oh. she's like like she reminds me of like Liv Tyler on the horse. On the oh, Lord of okay, the Rings. yes, yes. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I am to keep us safe. Okay, Roger and Bree. Something is going on here. It looks like he's going away. Uh, I wonder. Oh, here it is. This is what I bet you is going to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bree is stuck back with the kid. Roger has to go with Jamie to go fight or join the cause of some sort because Jamie needs help and he needs help to uh, rouse the people and Roger has to uh, go with him and he's leaving Bree behind. And he's saying, okay, well, it, it, listen, if we're going to do this, I got I to gotta be here and I got to do this. Oof. That's what I'm thinking. Safe here. Okay, Jamie is pulling a gun on somebody in his house. Who's like below him. Who's below him. Ooh, that's interesting. Someone like who's sitting. Someone who's sitting or laying down. Mm. Um, yep. Oh, and it, and the hair is much better in my opinion. The wig. It has it has some like natural looking fullness and movement to it. Yes, not like the one where it was like. <laughs> you bought it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> and time. Ooh, we have notches. Yeah. Uh, we have notches on some wood here. Claire is touching it. Hold on. And time. Uh, lots of notches. Lots of notches. And it looks like it's... Ooh, I don't know. I really have no idea. I legitimately... But she's still wearing Frank's ring. That's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these notches, I have no idea. I'm space. Horses. Okay, the burning red coat. This is obviously a scarecrow. This is not a real person. This is happening in front of a house, it it's looks like. what looks like to be the same house where they were tarring and feathering somebody. Yes, yes. So I wonder if this is where the governor lives, perhaps, and they're doing it in front of his house. That, that'd be my guess. Tree. Be damned. And I like that. Claire's saying, I don't give a shit what we gotta do. Sorry. Shh, Sorry. I don't care what we do. We're gonna do all of this stuff. History be damned. We're gonna do whatever it takes to take care of our family. I like that. And that that's a good narrative juice for the story, too. It looks like a fighting match of some sort, like Fight Club, maybe? Hold on. Looks like we got red coats first, walking. Um, I bet you this is part of an ambush that Jamie is going to take part in. Not like the one at Cocknam and Rock. Not Cocknam and Rock. All right, so now we have um, a fight club, legitimately a fight club going on here uh, in like the dark depths of somewhere in some barn, like who knows? Some barn. Uh, I can't see who it is. It is very blurred. It's who very is? blurred. Yes, Hold on, I let's see agree. if I can. Uh, I can't see. And then we have some dudes yelling at fight club. <laughs> All right, it looks like it's Jamie riding into town in what looks to be some kind of encampment. Prepare for... Ah, Lord John is there. Hey. There he is. All right. Lord John is with two log carriers uh, with more tents. I wonder if... Uh, uh, yeah. He, he, I bet you this is from... Um, this is from the house, the big house right here where he's at. That's, okay. that's my guess. Prepare for battle. Jamie's training people for battle. He's hugging Claire. What are you doing? It's safe. Roger is doing the Jedi mind trick with his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> At what looks to be this trading post again. Oh, that's where those notches are. Guaranteed. The notches are at the trading post because you saw the barrels in the background. Yeah, that's my guess. In the future. Jamie running. See all Claire. the blood? I did not see the blood. Hold on. Yuck. In the future. Jamie, I, don't, I don't miss blood, man. Jamie running. Blood. Oh, yeah. That blood surgery. And she's like, no. Oh, yeah. I bet you. I bet you there's probably troops or something outside of her surgery. And she that's why she's taking this person in. And this lady screams. Then the troops or somebody will find out that they're inside of this place. So, yeah. Okay. It's time. And that's it. That's the end. So, of course, we got to watch this trailer in a wonderfully fun and packed um, audience at Comic-Con. <coughs> and then out came all of our friends. That's right. Well, you know, before we get into that, why don't we do this? What are you giving this trailer? Like for your 
uh, kilt reading? Um, I'm going to give it, um, I'll give it a four and a half. A four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm probably on board with you. I, I might even give it a little bit higher. Um, there's the problem with this trailer is that it's a teaser trailer. So it's not the full story quite yet. Yes. It's just a teaser trailer. It's only a minute long. It's not the, it's not the normal size of a trailer. So you're not going to get much, but what this does is that it does give you a taste of the tone and the tenor, hopefully, uh, of the season. And it gives you a couple of good through lines. One is Claire is playing God with medicine and two, there's some kind of fight that's coming and it's going to be dangerous, and Roger wants to go back. Uh, now, whether or not that is the full narrative and how all this goes down, um, that's a different story, but this is what the story of the trailer is telling you. Having said that, I'm probably at about a 4.7 on this trailer. Nice. It's a little too quick for my taste, and it has to be because it's a teaser. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just literally meant to make you feel uneasy. Things are picking up. There's yes. obviously issues going on between, um, you know, the the troops and and everyone who's rising against them with Murta at the lead. I guess. Yep. <laughs> and um, it's gonna be. It's going to be really, really interesting. I hope that the pacing that they do decide to choose for season five is is fun and fast. I hope it's quick, too. Um, it is a large book. And to see a trailer like this for book five gets me very excited. And remember, it's only going to be 12 episodes this season. It's not going to be 13. It's only going to be 12. So it's funny. It's, it's, it's ironic, really, because the book that is so far the biggest book... <laughs> at least to what people are saying to me, has the shortest season. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm in on this trailer. Uh, I'm 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 happy to uh, to go along with it. Uh, so let's 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 talk a little bit about New York Comic Con itself. Okay. And um, what it meant to you, and how you experienced it, and what you think the panel was like uh, for Outlander. You know, it was exciting. Here we are at season five. We've already gone through four seasons, which pretty much felt like five seasons because season one was broken up into two bits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going into season five, and this is frequently when a show might start to feel very sluggish. People have had mixed reactions about how they've been feeling after seasons three and four, and the cast and the crew and the the production staff they were pumped. They had so much energy and just so much great camaraderie that it couldn't help but like filtering into us as the audience. Sure. Being able, of course, to see this trailer all together was very exciting. But I just feel like they've learned. You know, this is kind of, this is no longer, you know, the early years. Of course, when Ron Moore was at the helm and we were like brand new in, in Scotland, nothing is like that. Nothing is like being in Scotland, hearing the bad pipes, going through, you know, the revolution, all that jazz. But now we're at a completely different place. We're mm-hmm. in America, we're at the revolutionary times. And I'm hope, I feel like, I feel like everyone is bringing their A game. Yeah. You know, I got that sense too, Mary. I got that sense too that the cast that was available for the panel they didn't feel reinvigorated. I think that's that's a little that's a little base, a little coarse to say, but it just feels like they're excited. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's their job, right? Their yeah. job is to get everybody excited. Uh, but it feels like and. <laughs> And, and here's a larger question for the show, for for you, Mary. And this is something that I, I think is important to the show overall, which okay. is, you know, we had season three mm-hmm. uh, and it felt like a little bit of a transition period between yes. the, the two halves of the seasons. It felt like it was Ron Moore giving it off to Matt and Tony. Season four was the first time that Matt and Tony were really doing the show running job. It felt like they had some... They had some fits and starts. They had some really good threads. They had some threads that were a little less than and a little needed a little bit more work. This is the first season where I feel like, okay, this is Matt and Tony's show. Mm -hmm. This is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've always said is never judge a show by its first season ever. Don't ever do it. 
Because okay. the, the the first season of show winners and all that other stuff, they're learning what they are. They're yes. learning what they do well. They're learning this is how we handle things. And I look at the fourth season of Outlander as almost like the first season of Outlander, hmm. but just under Matt and Tony. So now this is where the, the rubber meets the road for me. Okay. Okay, the fifth season. Because right. when we're looking at it from that point of view, this is now Matt and Tony's second mm-hmm. try at the helm here. And I'm willing to let go of some of the things that happened in season four that I wasn't in love with. And I'm even willing to let go of some of the things that happened in season three that I wasn't in love with. But season five better better step better it up. Better bring it. And I think that they're going to. That's yeah. what I got. That's the sense that I've got. You know, everyone is really proud of what they're doing. They've been sticking around. It's mm-hmm. not like people are jumping ship saying this is going down the tubes. We have to remember that our characters literally crossed the Atlantic. Their entire lives have changed. So it's a very different storyline than what we had in season one, where we were in Scotland. Yep, yep. And all of those things point to the fact that you're right, Mary. Everything about the show has changed. And it was, again, this transition period in season three. And then it really began in season four. And now is the time when we're finally like, okay, we're ready to go. Even Meryl Davis was saying like, oh, things should be easier now. We have the same sets. Yes. We have this. And of course she said, well, it wasn't easier, but we they at least have some consistency. And I think that we're going to feel that too. You know when you're just like moving and you're meeting new people and it's all over the place and you don't feel settled and you don't feel like you can dig deep and have these yeah. relationships that you're ready to have. Like I'm ready for Claire to buy a vase. <laughs> I think we're ready for Claire to buy a vase too. You're right. A few. Because, and I've been saying you're right a lot in this podcast. It's because you are. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. But one of the things that has come up, I think, in Outlander over the past number of seasons is that they have changed settings so much. I mean, we're meeting all these different people. We're meeting the captains of the boats and we're meeting the guy who talks to the coconuts. We're meeting uh, Otter Tooth. We're meeting... And all the while you're like, I don't really need to care about you. Right. Right, like, like what I are we doing here? I know we're leaving. I know yeah. we're not staying on this island. I know that you're a ghost. I know that, you know, it's we want to spend more time with the people who we're going to be spending a lot of time with. Right, right, right. And, you know, say what you will about, like, Lost uh, or even Breaking Bad or whatever. Those shows had the relationships that stuck with you for the entire time. You know, the, the settings changed. They were going back and forth in time. Uh, and, you know, other people were coming into the story. But, you know, for in the case of Lost, it was Jack and Kate and Sawyer, all those people. Mm-hmm. Those relationships are what rooted the story. Yes. The same thing with Breaking Bad. It was Walt and it was his family and it was uh, uh, Agent Schrader. It was Jesse. It was all these people that rooted the craziness of Breaking Bad into the story. Yes, I think in Outlander we've had we've we've had Claire and Jamie. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like the show is like moving away from that a little bit because they're trying to give the platform to Bree and Roger. Well, it's really tough when you only have so many episodes and to have these books that, you know, we spend so much time with Claire and Jamie in the books. We spend so much time with Roger and Bree in the books. But then you've got these additional characters that help Roger and Bree get from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. that help Claire and Jamie navigate these obstacles. But like, for example, that whole episode, Providence, you know, where we were in in the camp and, you know, with the father, Alexander, like people that we spent a heck of a lot of time with when you're talking about a 13 season episode. Yeah. You know, like we're really meant to supposed to care about someone walking into the fire and all these different things going on. And yet in our hearts, we all know these people are going nowhere. They don't matter. They don't matter matter to me. And and not only that, it was the penultimate episode of season four. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, this was a mid season episode. But we had to get there to get Roger back. We had to get there to get right. through the conflict of like, he's gone through all this and then Bree's going to be pregnant. We had to go there to, to lose Ian, buy Ian right. for the last time. <laughs> so so we had to meet these people, but having such, and that's the difference, that's I think the major difference with, with what I'm having with the books and the show is that with the books, you have all these extra beautiful pages to have all these extra tender moments and just conversations and daily things that can sometimes feel monotonous Mm -hmm. but it adds you feel rooted with Jamie and Claire or with Brie and Roger and when we're having short 
seasons with a bunch of jabronis yep. that like have a point. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for them. They're not mere log carriers. They're log carriers that are bringing you from point A to point B, <laughs> but it's hard for you to feel invested. And then you feel shortchanged. You know, you know when you have um you know when you're in a relationship, a friendship, a, a dating relationship, a marriage, and you just haven't seen that person for a long time. I mean, we've felt this. You know, we're just so busy with the kids, and we go through holidays or commitments with family, and we go for a while, and we say we have not had a date night for like two months, mm-hmm. and we realize that like we're not on the same page, and we're not like feeling as many like cozy, sweet little feelings that we should be feeling with each other. It's because we haven't had enough time to connect Mm -hmm. in whatever way, shape, or form that is. And that's what I think has happened, especially in seasons three and four, is that we've been spending time with, you know, all these randos, coconut guy, Fowl Alexander. (laughs) We're spending time with these people that it's like, I want to spend time with the people who I have a relationship with. Yep, And, And the beauty, I think, of having a shorter season is that a lot of the time, you cut through the crap. Mm-hmm. You cut through the crap. Like we, we're we're experiencing this a little bit with This Is Us. Um, by the way, go to MaryAndBlake.com and, and listen to This Is Us too. Um, that episode on that 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 show is eighteen episodes long, and you would think, oh my god, eighteen episodes. This is awesome. It's more of the thing that I love. I love this thing. I want more of it. Mm-hmm. And while I think on paper that's a great idea, the practicality of having 18 episodes is hard because you need to tell a story that's 18 episodes Mm -hmm. long. And the same thing goes for Outlander. Outlander season one was 16 episodes. And everybody was very happy because it was more of the thing that they love. But I recall back to The Leftover season three, it was eight episodes. And that was a good thing. That was a good thing because it cut through all the crap. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if having 12 episodes, aside from it being, I think, probably a corporate mandate uh, to save money, more than likely, I wonder if having 12 episodes for season five of Outlander is actually a good thing. It's a better thing than having 13 or 16. But that way, we don't have to get stuck in the mire of all of the stuff, you know, and all the things. Let's just tell the stories that really matter. Hmm. And we have since learned that Diana herself is writing episode 11 Mm -hmm. of season five. And Tony and Matt are writing episode 12. And one of the things that I think we witnessed at the panel is that there is very little love lost between Diana and Meryl. (laughs) It's just one of those things that it has to be addressed. Mm-hmm. It just has to okay, be addressed. Okay, let's address it. It reminds me of somebody, like, you know when you go to work and yep. you're working with somebody and you, you just, you can't stand them, yep. but you need them. Yep. And like you you make some good, like you, when you work together, like the, the product is good, but you hate each other. And it reminds me almost of like uh, sisters, where they their family and they're stuck with each other and they love the thing they love their family but they're stuck with each other. That's how I feel be- about Meryl and <laughs> Diana. I-, I think Diana has her vision. Meryl has her vision, and they do not jive. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. You know, if if you are hiding under a rock, you probably haven't been able to see the Comic Con footage. But yeah, if you watch that Comic Con footage, hopefully they're zooming in on Meryl and Diana when they are talking. I tried to on our Facebook Live. It doesn't have the best audio. I apologize, but you know, it was what it was. Um, but I tried to zoom in on that because there were some moments where you sat there and you're like. God, this is so awkward. And I don't necessarily know if Diana knows how awkward. There was one moment where she caught herself. Yes, absolutely. And she... Like, kind of dissed and then was like, oh, but they're doing a great job. Do you remember exactly what that phrase was? Oh, I absolutely do. was when (laughs) somebody asked, uh, oh, she kept on referring to the fact that in her interviews, she was asked, hey, what do you think about all the changes that are made? Mm. And she said something along the lines of, oh, yeah, I think it's great. Is that convincing? Like... And yes. and then the whole audience went, oh, yes. man. And of course, she's sitting right dead next to Meryl Davis, who refused to even look at Diana Gabaldon. Like, yeah. just ref- like she said that. And it's that moment when you like you close your mouth, you take a deep breath and you go, 
oh my god, I effing hate you. Oh my god, I effing hate you so much, but you wrote this thing, so you gotta be up mm-hmm. here. Like, oh mm-hmm. my god. Stop talking. Stop talking. Yep. Um, and then, and then, of course, Diana followed it up by saying, well, they do what they are doing a great job, and these are the changes that I like, and yada, yada. But it was that first comment, and it also happened to come after the con- comment, and here's about where... About the dead one? Here's the context that matters. About when she was asked about her characters and how they're dead and she said something along the lines of when I kill people they stay dead yeah and again it was this moment where Meryl refused to even look in her direction like didn't Mm -hmm. laugh didn't Mm -hmm. acknowledge nothing it was just I am not going to do anything because I'm not going to get in trouble or say anything Mm -hmm. that's going to be off color in any manner that's how I felt about that another thing I felt about the panel as well Ron Moore was there. Yeah. But he was there. What did he even say? I don't recall. I don't even recall. I I don't recall one bit. And it goes to show you. He was just there because he was there for his other show. And they were like, we would feel really bad if we didn't invite Ron. Well, yeah. I mean, Ron, I guess, is still technically the the main producer. The uh, the he's still technically the showrunner. Mm hmm. We all know the honest to God truth here. It's Matt and Tony handling the whole yeah. deal. But yes, you're right. I think it was a token invitation. Yes. And it was, okay, we have these. Maybe Meryl was like, can you please come with me or else I'm going to have to sit next to Diana. <laughs> and I don't know if I can contain myself. I can't handle this. Please, please. <laughs> um, so I, I got the, the sense that Ron was there and that's it. Because I, I don't recall a single thing he said. I think he said like two words. I really do. I think he said very little. Yep. But I enjoyed, I mean, the cast was the highlight. Really, the oh, cast sure. was such yeah. a highlight. They had such fun banter, as I said, getting you excited for season five. Um, yeah, the Meryl Diana thing. It's awkward, but hey, it hasn't stopped them from working together. Mm-hmm. It's just so flipping awkward. You sit there and you're like... Meryl does not like Diana. <laughs> and if she does, it would be shocking if this is how Di- uh, Meryl acts towards people. Meryl doesn't seem like the warm, fuzzy type. No, she like, does I not. I don't feel like she's... I don't feel like she's a hugger. Definitely not a hugger. You know, um... You know, she's she seems, you know, to be a little regimented. But to be honest, I'm glad they've got her on the team doing what she's got to do. you got to have someone who oh, yeah, she she's seems an like she has her like ducks in a row. Oh, she yeah. keeps people on their A game. She makes sure that everything's done in a timely manner. You need to have a person like that. But a person like that doesn't frequently, um, they don't need extra friends. No. Okay. I'm going to call her from now on all business Meryl. Yes. All business Meryl. Because it's not that we don't like Meryl. I love watching the interactions that she has with Diana. Oh, she's Diana. great. She's great. Because neither of them care. They're mm-hmm. like, we're not here for friends. Yeah. My friend card is full. I'm not your buddy. Yeah. Okay. And that's fine. Like, that's totally fine. Uh, another guy that I think was, was is kind of falls into the category of just, just happy to be here is David Barry. Oh, he is not just happy <laughs> to be here. He's like on this ride, but... He was living it up. Now, mind you, he got to do the Instagram takeover for the Outlander oh, Instagram okay, feed. Yeah. Yep. So I think he was he was jumped. He was pumped. He was ready all day doing little bits here or there. But gosh, does that man, he is living his best life right he now. He absolutely is. I think he knows that he's, I think he knows he's talented, obviously. And I yeah. think he knows that he's worked hard. But I also think he knows he's lucky. Yes. He is lucky that he's in this fandom, that people adore him, and, and he's, he's doing a good like, job. He's not even just like Scott Kyle lucky. Oh, he's no, no, He's not like no. a rando Highlander who had yeah. his, sh- his moment and now can literally mooch the Outlander fandom to like go to different events here, there, and everywhere. Sure. Like he's a major character, <laughs> and as long as Outlander is here, we're going to be seeing a lot of Lord John Gray. But also, he's so different, like his character versus who he is as a person is so different. I think that that's what makes it really oh, fun. Yeah. You know, Katrina Balfe, Gosh, like class, just straight up class. And yep. you could say that about Claire Fraser. You know what I mean? Like, it's very difficult. Like, granted, there's a, some differences, but you see Claire and you see Kat and you're like, yeah, I get okay, this. Yeah, it makes sense. And you see Sam and you see Jamie. And granted, Jamie in the books has a little bit more. I feel like the Jamie in the books is a bit more Sam like, like a bit more um, humorous and stuff. Making um, love without making love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sam, Sam said this about, the, about he and Claire, about, yeah. about Jamie and Claire, that they make love without actually making love. Yes. And it's like, 
it was so awkward and he knew but it as soon as it came out yeah. you could just see him wanting to pull all the He's words like, back sorry, into his face shipper, some, this is weird I, yeah, I love it I love it but whereas Lord John Gray his personality is so different than David Barry oh, and yeah. yet both of them are just so stinking awesome that you love him doubly as much and uh, having uh, have a Duncan Lacroix and oh, uh, yes and uh, oh Joe Casta what uh, uh, Marie? Uh, Maria I can't remember her name now what uh, uh, <laughs> I got you. Okay, I can't remember her name now. What is it? Is it Maria? Yeah, Maria uh, Doyle Kennedy. There you go. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, also, great additions. Didn't say a whole ton, but good additions. Good to see them there. Obviously, they're going to be playing major roles mm-hmm. within the cast. Uh, I was a tad disappointed to not see Matt Roberts there, but it goes to show you that he's hard he's at working. work. He's hard at work on the new season. Amen. Um, you want to do some outlandish theories? It needs to be quick. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's do it. Hold on. If I can find my button here, I would. I still can't find my button. Here it is. There you go. Mock me. Oh no! I do that every time. The worst bird. I do that every time. All right. Here we go. All right. So my outlandish theory for this trailer is, and it's kind of. A hope and an outlandish theory, which is this. I, I hope and I theorize that Stephen Bonnet is going to play a larger role in all of this for season five. And I hope that because he's the connective tissue to all of the characters within the as an antagonist, he's the connective tissue to all the characters. Mm-hmm. And he he has a specific relationship with each of them. And using him, I think the show can learn a lot from its earlier self, mm-hmm. which is let's find a character that has his own voice, that has a specific, um, that has a specific goal in mind, and use that to make the, our main characters better and discover more about themselves. Stephen Bonin has that potential. And not only that, but your boy Jimmy over here, he's a really good actor. He's so good. He's a really good actor. And I think he does for Stephen Bonnet what Tobias Menzies did for Blackjack. I would agree. I would agree. They picked great villainous actors. So I think that's the way to go. And my hope is that Roger is going to try to go after uh, Stephen Bonnet because... I think he's going to get his butt kicked. Well, what's very interesting, of course, is this is your outlandish theory. You didn't see a single thing of Stephen Bonnet in this. No, no. But I deduced, if you remember, that Bree is having dreams about Stephen Bonnet. And we all know he's still alive. We all know because of what happened in season four. It, it he, The guy's coming back. Okay? He's coming back. So... I wonder if Roger tries to take vengeance on Stephen Bonnet, gets his butt kicked, and realizes oh this is way bigger than me and maybe that's what maybe that's what scares him mm-hmm. about being in the past because he knows that this is a very dangerous time and i wonder if he try because knowing that jamie knowing that jamie hates stephen bonnet i wonder if roger tries to recruit jamie in some kind of way to go get him and jamie has to live with the fact that i promised brie I would leave this guy alone. I promised that we moved on. And he has this conflict now that he has to make a decision on what we're doing. Interesting. So that is my outlandish theory. Do you like how I'm accentuating the ting? I think I'm going to like mix up my interestings this year. (laughs) Awesome, man. Now I can hit that button. Mock me. Please hang up and try again. All right, man. You ready to close out this bad boy? Rock and roll. Let's do it. excited can you tell that i am excited for season five in case you can't it's coming um here's what i would love to ask of you because usually we just kind of like banter and do some little like thanks yous which are very important and i'll get to that in a hot second but um i want to ask you a favor 
So we have this group online. It's called the Outlander Cast Clan Gathering on Facebook. If you are a listener of ours and you're not yet in that group, I highly encourage you to join that group. Um, Over time, what we're hoping is that we can have more conversations with those of you who are listeners of ours. The Outlander Cast Clan Gathering is open to book readers, show watchers, you name it, everybody's there. If you are a book reader, I highly encourage you to join our sister group, the Outlander Cast Clan Gathering Book Club, because our associate editor, Janet Reynolds, is doing a read-along to The Fiery Cross. So if you've already read The Fiery Cross and you love that book, or if you dreaded that book because it's so flippin' long, this is the place to be to be able to delve into it. And if you want to talk about spoilers and casting announcements, the book club is the place to be. But the clan gathering is going to get even more special for those of you who are our listeners. And I'm going to ask you to dive down even further. Oh, yeah. All the fellow nerds. Yes. Okay, all the Outlander Cast Clan nerds. I ask that you go to OutlanderCastClan.com, OutlanderCastClan.com. And if you want to dive into Outlander even further with all the real Mary and Blake nerds, uh, you, that's where you should go. That is an excellent forum, an excellent place to... Talk with all the other clan members uh, that are that are real specific Mary and Blake fans, uh, and also you get all this really cool stuff. You get free shirts, and you get uh, the, the Hamilton podcast that we've done, uh, the Blake's book club. We get a whole bunch of stuff that is all additions to OutlanderCastClan.com, and also you get early access to all of our episodes before anybody else That's in the right. world. All right. Well, we want to thank our patrons at OutlanderCastClan.com who are keeping this ball going. This ball meaning <laughs> OutlanderCast. Let's be real. Angie, Carolyn, Celine, Dawn, Diane, Heather, Jeffrey, Jennifer, Linda, Marilyn, Patricia, Sivan, Summer, Valerie. Thank you to those executive producers. We also want to thank our co-producers, Barbara, Dana, Dieta, Keelan, Lisa, Liz, Marianne, Meredith, Raynal, Rita, Sharon, Tina, and last but not least, the executive producers. Anne, Jen, Katie, Kirsty, Martha, Nadra, Peg, and Sarah. We also want to take a moment to thank the entire Outlander cast staff. You guys have kept us rocking and rolling all Droughtlander. And they've been entertaining you, the listeners and the readers, all Droughtlander long. So make sure you send them their thanks. And as always, make sure you go to MaryandBlake.com to find all of our stuff. Find Mary and I on social media. Just look up Mary and Blake. We are there. You'll see all of our our teal (laughs) and black and white colors. All the teal. So much teal. I'm drinking out of a teal water bottle right now. (laughs) (laughs) And you have a teal phone case. Oh, yeah. Uh, And we're also on YouTube, so you'll be able to check out all of the cool stuff and behind the scenes things that happen here at Mary and Blake Media. All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this, the trailer recap, and that you were able to watch it along with us. We'll talk with you soon. For now, my name's Mary. My name is Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. 